Fantasy Draft. The only rake-free daily fantasy site in the biz has partnered with Hooters to bring you the largest guaranteed rake-free contest lineup in the history of daily fantasy sports, including the $1 million Hooters kickoff. Only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com today with referral code FFP and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership. Voidware prohibited must be 18 or older. The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John now, here's Anthony Maggio. Well, week one's here. We made it. I mean, it was not that hard to get here because we only did two preseason shows this year instead of four, but we packed a lot into those two, so much so that uh, Bo Mitchell, John Tuvey, and Anthony Maggio here with you. We needed to add a fourth. It's becoming tradition to add Dave Bergeron to one of our early season shows, and Dave is here with us at JLB. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me again. It is kind of a tradition. This is about three or four years running now where I come and help just kick off the year representing the Gentleman's League. Yes. We do a little toast to kick off 2019. Excited to be here. Thanks. You know, you guys uh, mean a lot to me, uh, even though you guys are only friends of mine four out of the 12 months of the year. <laughs> you know, some people, five, say, some people say, oh, they know Get in the summer. Dynasty League so we can be friends right. year-round. Some people say, oh, they know summer's <laughs> about to end because it's Labor Day, or they you know summer's about to end because it's school really starting. Sweet. I know summer's about to come to an end because you guys start engaging with me again <laughs> and ultimately just want to take my DFS money. So... Well, we like you for that, too. But we also, uh, like Tuvi said, well, we can find a spot in a dynasty league for you. Absolutely. And you, can, you can hang out with us all year. I think I think Court's tired of all his players retiring <laughs> at age 30, so he might be. Well, you got to quit drafting the smart guys, <laughs> the guys that know that they're not going to be able to walk in a few years. Yeah, no kidding. Well, we've got, we've got a lot coming up in the show today, but not as much as usual because, as we've told you in our preseason shows, we're uh, changing up the format a little bit. We are going to talk just a little bit of news uh, just to bring up uh, – uh, the, you know, the, the top things we want to analyze, but this being a Wednesday night recording here at JL Beers in Burnsville, you can kind of get your news as the week goes on. You don't need us for that, so we'll stick to the analysis and the uh, the actionable items that we have on our list to help you win. So we'll get to our immediate regrets. Uh, we'll talk those news items, and of course, we're going to go into 50-50. I'm also going to shout out JL Beers for a couple of things, because today uh, they have now on tap the, the Bell's Ales for ALS. You might remember us oh, talking, yeah, we had talking that about last that last year. year. Fantastic. Um, and they're giving $1 uh, for every glass sold to ALS research, so drinking for a good cause tonight. And I think next I'm going to have some Ale Asylum Ghosted. I was reading yeah. this. It's a, I, Yeah, I have another one lined up. Listen to this. The it is a juicy combo of El Dorado hops and the already extinct experimental hop number 06300. This limited IPA can never be made again. So, wow. Might have to dive into that. I think we should get Bo onto that. <laughs> the, the, he'll he'll fall in love with it, the one beer he can <laughs> and then never they'll have never again. have it again. They'll never make it Instead again. Instead of uh, <laughs> the Cal Ripken-esque streak of having uh, Greenbelt Premium for the 3,121st show in a row. Hey, they've got hams on tap this week, and i I got to say I'm tempted to, I, uh, I know. to stray. 
I, w- I was all set to order up a hams just you know, from the the bear from part the land of, my of childhood. Sky Blue Water. It's exactly, vintage. It's vintage. But uh, how can you pass up? You know, I, I well, like AJ's ordering. Speaking, what timing? Look at AJ's oh, here. AJ's here, and what, I can tell what him. What are you going to order? I need good wood. Good wood. I would like Continue. The, the good wood bourbon barrel stout. It hits me on so many levels, <laughs> not least of which is a name that's yep. a borderline on time. Cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> well. A big thanks to uh, the JLB folks. And a, a pretzel. Oh geez. yeah, that's just wow. what I had. Yeah, for now. For All now. right, very nice. Well, come out and join us like Dave's doing tonight here at JL Beers in Burnsville. Because we're buying Dave's we, beer. Uh, he, he knows about, right. what I've been true. promised. This I yeah, have been true. promised. This we uh, we will be back to our regular seven thirty start time uh, starting next week here. So JL Beers in Burnsville, come check us out. For now, let's talk regrets. The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over. I think I'll start. I think you two have started for the preseason, so okay. I'll, I'll go ahead with mine. And uh, this is like sacrilege for me. I did not Uh-oh. do any mock drafts for my home leagues this year. I do, you know, I play in best ball, so I, you know, I get plenty of exposure to drafting. Um, but generally what I'll do is, especially because I've got keeper leagues that, you know, I'll go in and I'll, I'll make sure that I've got a good lay of the land and just the, it snuck up on me this year, and in my keeper league, we actually had a change. We went from 12 teams to 10 teams, and we changed some of the, the scoring and, and the roster set up. And so I made a couple of keeper decisions that uh, had I just done mock drafts, I would have known not to make those keeper decisions. And it, uh, I mean, I've definitely set myself behind the eight ball in this league for, for this season simply by foregoing what should you know the easiest thing to do to prepare for your draft is to mock draft you know particularly if you know the position you're going to be drafting in which in i I don't i can't remember ever being in a league where i didn't know the position i was drafting from going in so uh a reminder to myself and everyone out there mock draft before you draft and we'll mock you for not mocking yes Tubi, you've got a regret. I'll jump in. Um, on Monday night, we had the 31st annual FFL at MML draft. That league's been around for 31 years. Uh, God bless it. It's gone to an auction, but we're still touchdown only. Wow. It's absolutely a throwback, and it's so fun. <laughs> totally throwback. It's so fun to have You guys should wear throwback that. clothes. I, well, I, I, I could borrow one of my suits. We, we've Tubi done, should wear we've done some funky things, and, and uh, yeah, I actually would have to wear pants to that draft for a change, which would be different. But it's it's so much fun. It's an auction. I was tweeting about it on Monday night. Um, as we got to the first food break, I had one player. I'd spent $4 of my 120 and there were a couple guys who tried to keep up with me. They told me that we weren't going to get a player until you got a player and once <laughs> once i got my four dollar latavius murray they went nuts and i ended up feeling very good about my team so of course it means it's going to go belly up but i bring that up because my 30-year league is uh on on life support this is this is uh, the league i started the next year um that i've been the commissioner of for quite a while and i'm just out of out of time and energy to run the league and I've kind of thrown it out to the league, and yeah, there's really just no interest. It's Last year, it's a 12-team league. Last year, eight of the 12 were original. Eight of the 12 wow. college friends been around for 30 years, and it's it's the league where I won my first title, mm-hmm. thanks to Chip Lowmiller kicking uh, two wow. 50-yard field goals in uh, the final <laughs> week of the season. This is so great. No, um, I love this. Keep going. Barry, <laughs> Barry Sanders on Monday Night Football. Oh. I was I was playing uh, way back when I could still play sports. I was playing some rec league basketball, and I uh, – 
took a charge that ended up knocking me backwards, hit my head on the floor. I woke up in an ambulance on my way to the hospital, blacked out again, woke up in, in the emergency room. Man, the doctor's running through all the laugh. questions. You know, yeah, uh, you should. Do you know your name? Do you know where you are? Do you know what day it is? I said, yeah, it's Monday, and Barry Sanders is playing the Raiders on Monday Night Football. He was like, I think he'll be okay. But obviously I wasn't. It's the league that my wife. My, the one year my wife played, and she said, who should I draft? I got this pick, and I said, Jerry Rice is the guy. The one year that Jerry Rice didn't do anything, he got, I think Ooh. he tore his ACL in, like, oh. week four and came back in week 12. You know, superhuman Jerry Rice, but, you know, she still hates Jerry Rice to this day. <laughs> and his second-round pick was Dan Marino so, because so he hold, looked great in pants. So hold on. You black out, and you immediately think about Barry Sanders and not your wife? <laughs> I wasn't married at that point. Okay. All yeah, right, right, she, right, right. she was still fiancé, <laughs> okay. maybe even just girlfriend at that point. Yeah, so that that leads. Unfortunately, so. it's on life support, but uh, priorities. <laughs> <laughs> and Barry Sanders, man, come on! It's a big game I love that. in the sure. black hole. Bo, so, oh, go ahead. Sorry, well, I was just going to say. So hopefully, uh, somebody's going to step up in the next. I, I figure we can even draft after week one. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not a killer. Maybe we get together this weekend, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it's it's going to be tough to see that one uh, slide off the uh, off the radar. Yeah, I mean, you can hire me to inject some energy into your draft if you'd like it. me to. I'd be all for it. And I mean, it's the perfect setup. We've got a guy in our league that I went to college with who his the places he's worked for include Lining Kugels for many years and Fantastic. then Anheuser Busch for a while. And now he's a VP at Liftbridge. Oh, is that so right? we've got the guy that brings the beer every year. Yeah. Yeah. We have the, the guy the in the industry. We've yeah. got the all the guy. pieces. You've we got just your brain. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's sad. It's sad, really. Bo, you got any regrets? Yeah, you know, since last week's podcast, I've only had one draft, and that one went off without a hitch. And there haven't been any games, so I don't have any personal regrets per se. However, Bo's living life right. I am going to regret on behalf of those who in their first free agent acquisition budget run of the year Mm. overspent. Now, I was guilty of this one time back in the day, and I... Frisman Jackson, right? Absolutely. No, I, I, can't, I can't remember who it was back in the day where I spent like $80 before week one yeah. of my free agent acquisition budget just because I just had to have this guy to, you know, complete my roster after screwing something up in the draft, and we drafted too far ahead of, of uh, week one, so you had to fix something. Hmm. Still, to me... While while I like spending a lot early, which runs counter to Tuvi's uh, tried and true auction strategy, spend a lot early in the season with your fab budget because that if if you think there's nobody left after the draft, there's really (laughs) nobody left after like the first month of the season unless there's some catastrophic injuries. So spend a lot in those first you know handful of weeks, but don't spend all of your money right away even before the season begins and in I'm in a couple of leagues several leagues actually that have uh super flex two quarterbacks starting and Jacoby Brissett did not go in the draft well Ooh. in a couple of those he leagues popular. he went for the entire free agent acquisition yeah. budget of people's teams in okay. fishbowl he did that uh, yes. in several uh 100% that to me I mean I I placed a bid in one of those leagues on him didn't want to go a hundred dollars out of my hundred dollar budget. Yeah, almost almost seventy. Things probably, come I up. Yeah, things come up, and to me, after weeks one and two of the season, are prime time to jump into that fab yeah. and pick up some free agents. People panic after week one when oh, they yeah. go on one. People really panic after week two, two and they go zero oh and two, and they make stupid drops. 
that's the time. So, you know, make it sure what you can now. Just don't don't spend all of your money in the free agent acquisition budget before we even get going here. Well, that's so good. that's that's, that's my really good. that's my regret, regret on, all of us. on behalf Thank of you both. All of I needed I needed to hear that tonight. I needed to hear that tonight. <laughs> now, Dave, I it doesn't seem like you should have any regrets either. I mean, you're you're dressed to the nines. Thank you. You, know, you Thank sound you. great as usual. Thank you and so much. And of course, the gentlemen's league. You you drafted Ezekiel Elliott, and he's back, and it's not even week one yet. Like what? I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and where did where did he fall to? Was Never it? been happier. I I got him for thirty five bucks in an auction. Okay. And felt what, great. What did the top running backs top guys for? went for fifty to sixty bucks? There you go. And so That's I got beautiful. suckered in by the value, and then of course oh, I yeah. tweeted all of you guys mid draft, <laughs> and I said, yeah. guys, I did it again. And did I get Pollard? No, I didn't get Pollard. I Le'Veon belled myself again. Had a very stressful weekend, as you guys know. Sorry for texting you in the middle of the night, Paul Mitchell. We were trying to help you over the weekend get through it. And uh, now I'm uh, I'm walking around pretty cocky. That away. That well, away. we like to have you on early in the season. We actually like to have you on the preseason if we can, just because your draft is uh, is such a, an event. Uh, the video leading up is always fantastic. Right, Great right. job again this this year. Love that. Um, you know, talk a little bit. Of just you know, let let the people know what they shouldn't uh, miss out on next year. Let them know how to do it right, so they don't have regrets about their draft. Right, right, right. No, that's it's a great point. You know, my my passion of fantasy football is not just about deep dive into statistics and numbers. You know, for me, it's not about you know, can I win 120 bucks at the end of the year? For me, it is about fellowship and bringing the brotherhood together. And that's why, you know, Tubi's talking about his, his 30-year-old league kind of dissolving. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that just happens and seasonal things happen, right? The the, the, the waves in and out. But I'm a big believer in this is when it's, fantasy football is about bringing guys together and bringing mm-hmm. friendships together, guys that you've got great history with, inside jokes, tons of history. You, you stir that up every August again yep. when you get together for draft day. So, you know, I was just talking to a guy who was going to a draft a couple of days ago, and he said, uh, yeah, I'm heading into a draft. Uh, it should be a great time with, with friends. I said, well, who do you guys have a little program before you draft? He said, no, we don't have a program. I said, well, <laughs> well, who's, who is, isn't the commissioner going to get up and say a few things about the history of the league? No. Well, aren't you going to honor the guy who won it last year? <laughs> no. Well, I said, well, don't you do the national anthem? <laughs> no. He said, I, I said, I don't want any part of this league. <laughs> um, because as you guys know, the Gentleman's League, we have a strong tradition of having a 45-minute program before we yeah, even draft yeah. one player. Yep. You should just go to that draft and sit in the corner and you go bore it's, 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 to, it's total entertainment i give my 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 my, my preseason state of the state of the league address we make the former champion get up and and, and share a, a victory speech we rename the last place team um from, like la, from the, from the cool. previous year we yeah. all get together and rename his team it's 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 bit after bit after bit but ultimately it's it provides a hilarious night and a wonderful night and then guys don't want to leave your league because you actually made it a made it into a big deal does yeah. someone sing the anthem or do you play different versions and some some people even kneel so it gets controversial <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh but no it is it is a fantastic time and uh now for now if, if, if two v and bo were in the league it would just we would just be sharing animated gifts but <laughs> but um but nobody needs to see homer simpson going back into a hedge 40 times um <laughs> But, you know, honestly, you guys are more than welcome anytime, by the way. You guys are more than welcome anytime. But you guys know my heart. It really, I mean, and you know, you know, fantasy football is bringing guys together and guys need that connection point, really. We really do. Mm-hmm. And fantasy football does that. You know, I, you could be, you could be at the airport and bump into a guy and you can have a 10 minute conversation about fantasy football and never have n- never met the guy. Right. But that's what fantasy football does. It builds relationships. So that's my, that's my heart. I'd like to, uh, sing the national anthem at your draft next year, if I, if I may. Are you a singer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Huh? 
That's fantastic. I've, I've sung the national anthem at various okay. VFWs and Knights of Columbus and American Legions around the state of Minnesota. Well, that's perfect. Now, you have to wear a, you know, we have a dress code, a strict dress code for the Gentleman's Ooh. League. You know this. I'll okay. do some shopping. Some special Zubas. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to something here. We're on to something. I like this. I like this. Yeah, well, and I, I you know, echoing everything Dave said there, I do want to shout out uh, Dan Ford, Manny Varpness, Dave Klein, three of my buddies who were out here, you saw them out here last week because uh, we had a draft. Just like I have an auction after today's mm-hmm. show, I had a draft after last week's show. And, you know, they all live south or uh, north and, and west metro, and they made the trek down to Burnsville just because it's the one, you know, night a year right. that we get to yep. hang out. And, you know, I'm in another league where we drafted Sunday night, and, you know, we went met at a buddy's house, went out and got drinks and pizza and played. Golden Tea is the tradition for us, you know, and it's like Fantastic. every fantasy draft, whether it's baseball or football, Golden Tea has to be involved. That's just the thing we do. You that's know? the thing and, you do. Most guys have already drafted their league, and so if you're a commissioner in your league and you're going, well, how do I make it special from here on? We already kind of had our draft. It was online. It was kind of impersonal. How do you move on from here and kind of make it a special yeah. league? You can do midweek content. Two v you, Bo, you guys did this for years and years. You'd write fake articles and little midweek newsletters and yep. yeah. do the preview matchup of the week. As a commissioner, pull together some content throughout the fall just to rally your league a little bit. It could be something as simple as just going back in the history books and finding out who does lead our league in all-time wins, who leads our league in all-time losses. Boom, that's a post. That's an immediate post that can have... Yeah a ton of legs and create great fodder. It's so easy so. to do videos <clears throat> these days too to add those to your league website. Yep. A lot of websites uh, league commissioner service will accept the the posting of those. And so. you could still do an end of year type of party which the Absolutely. the 31 year league that I mean we do a playoff where um, the money from all of the transactions that everybody kicks in goes towards paying the bills at the uh, end yeah. of the right. and we're in a room that would be ideal for that. You've got, what, four TVs that yeah. you're going to be able to see and beer right in front of you. So come on out to Jail Beers and have your end-of-year party right Well, now. yeah, now that we've gotten everybody their actionable advice on how to conduct their league, we need to get them conducting their teams properly here for week one. So let's throw the bo- throw to Bo at the Channel Score News Desk. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Uh, thank you very much, Veronica. Here's what's going on in your fantasy football world this week. The headlines are Ezekiel Elliott. As we have mentioned, done deal, he's back. Melvin Gordon, not so much. Apparently on the trade market, the Eagles offered up something denied. LaShawn McCoy, no longer with the Bills. He's in KC to muddle up that running back committee. Uh, the Dolphins made a trade with the Texans and... Tank- <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, they're tanking. They're tanking. They sent, uh, uh, certain offensive linemen and wide receiver who didn't like the owner to, uh, to Houston. We'll get Tubi's reaction on that, I'm sure. Jadavian Clowney goes from the Texans to the Seahawks, making that defense more formidable. And lastly, but not least, Antonio Brown. Found his new helmet today. It's shiny. It's shiny. <laughs> and and he's also, he was also fined by the Raiders, and he's pissed about that. So he's, <laughs> he's never completely happy. Let's no. Yeah, let's start with Antonio Brown just because, I mean, we don't need to spend a lot of time on the fine or the helmet. But I do have a feeling that early in the season, probably week one, they are going to force feed him the ball. He's going to get a ton of targets and play well. That is when you trade. Antonio Brown, because this Raiders team's not going to be good this year. He's, you know, Pittsburgh obviously was able to keep this, you know, clown show under wraps for a very long time. Oakland does not have a strong history of that. And so I do think that, uh, 
when you see Antonio Brown have a good game, yeah. if it's even even week one, sell high. Knock on the wood if you're with me. Oh, you didn't watch Hard Knocks? That's okay. right. No, no, I have Showtime, not right. HBO. Sorry. You're wow. saying sell high because you think when Antonio, you think what? What's going to happen to Antonio? He's going to flash early and then yeah. he's going to fizzle out. He, you think guy, You think just coverage is going to go? That, just, they're going to just No, it's just more who knows what's going to happen with him. His, his mental state is obviously a little questionable, and yep. this is not going to be a winning team. I mean, he's already. He's going to get frustrated, you think? Yeah, things are going to happen. He's going to get, I mean, he's going to get fined again for sure, and he'll probably post it on Instagram again. Right. Eventually, there's going to be falling out he might just walk away from the team they might bench him who knows what's going to happen there are the the likelihood of him just being the steady antonio brown we've known from his pittsburgh steelers days is so minimal i'm willing to be wrong like if i if i sell him high and and he turns out to just be the old antonio brown i'll take that l I'm willing to take that out because I don't think that's happening. So is Tyrell Williams kind of a sneaky uh, late late stash? Absolutely. I talked him yeah. up on the first show as a guy for, for a lot of those reasons, that Brown's going to draw the coverage, Brown is, is flaky, and they're going to need to throw the ball somewhere. And his stats when he's been the guy are tremendous. He's not going to be the guy, but the number two guy in a Gruden offense still is a pretty good chunk of change and for what you're going to have to pay for him. Yeah, I absolutely like stashing Tyrell. We should talk Texans just because they, I mean, wow, panic move Bill O'Brien left and right. I mean, I don't know that their team in general got better. Their offensive line got better. Their defense got worse. And their future got terrible. Well, what does it mean for this year, though? The, well, their future doesn't concern us. Their when, present does. It's like they don't have a GM or something. I mean, the, the <laughs> deals that they made. I, I like Kenny Stills when Will Fuller gets hurt. Yeah. When, when not if, because I think that's the role yeah. he can fill yeah. in that offense. Um, I think Laramie Tunsil will be a hit. I, I'm quite high on him. I, I think uh, um, Deshaun Watson fans can take a deep, deep breath, mm-hmm. kind of hold it for a little bit, and then, uh, yeah, and then just exhale. <laughs> you know, that's that's. The- <laughs> I get where you're going with that, Tuvi. <laughs> I was a little worried you guys weren't, weren't following. Do Picking I have to put- up what you're putting down. He's going to mask a lot of the problems that, that they have. You know what I'm trying to say. Oh, uh, let's puff no, Why don't you elaborate on that? Just a more. <laughs> no, I mean they've desperately needed a left tackle, and mm-hmm. and you've, you've seen what uh, Deshaun Watson can do without much protection up front. Now he's got legitimately one of the best young tackles in the game. As, as long as they can keep him engaged and interested on a, on a team that is going to have mm-hmm. to put up points because they they yeah. mortgaged their defense with the exception of JJ Watt, who can't play everywhere. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely immediate fantasy upside. Now look at their future with the gutted drafts i'm, I'm not right. as excited but hey i mean yeah they t- got pieces they can't clone tunsil he can only play one position so the rest of the offensive line is still not great but uh you know we were still a couple guy i mean there's, there's <laughs> in a few there's handful of years yeah. yeah uh we were still even with the bad offensive line drafting deshaun watson as a top two quarterback mm-hmm. duke johnson was creeping up into rb2 territory and uh, of course the wide receivers deandre hopkins arguably the best and uh will fuller you know as a wide receiver three i like your take on stills i honestly i think he even with Fuller healthy, if if Kuti continues to be hurt, I, I think Stills has a has a role as part of that offense as well. And that defense, I'm not all that scared of that defense. This is a team that's going to have to put up points. So um, it, it's a situation where when you're when you're desperate in bye weeks or something like that, even if all guys are healthy, Kenny Stills might work out. Um, the the Lashawn McCoy thing is interesting because two of you and I actually talked off the, at, right after the show last week about Lashawn McCoy because I was in my draft talking about how I've loaded up on Lashawn McCoy and this was before the trade to Kansas City. Um, 
to me, it basically, from a draft position standpoint, I think for most people it moved McCoy up in terms of where they drafted him. For yes. me, it was a little more lateral just because I was already high-ish on LaShawn McCoy. Um, but his ceiling is certainly higher now than it was. Where are you? Like, there, there's not many drafts going on. You know, we're into week one territory now. Um, but if you're, as you're, you know, your, your week one ranks that uh, I'm using air quotes here, is Damian Williams higher? Is LaShawn McCoy higher? And how far apart are they in your minds? I still think Damian Williams is going to be the 1A there. I mean, McCoy, McCoy knows the offense, obviously, because he's worked, he's worked with the head coach. He's familiar with him. Uh, but it, he, he just got there still. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I think it's Damian Williams as the 1A, McCoy as the 1B for now. And, you know, I think your take on their situation, I think just going from the what I'm seeing in the, on, on the Twitter um, Twitter machine in the fantasy industry is if you drafted Damian Williams before this move was made, you you're kind of after you're, oh, <laughs> no. No. No, you're, you're kind of poo pooing the, the McCoy move yeah, by right, nature. You're right. kind of saying no, it won't. He's still going to be just fine. And if you're if you're on the other way, other end of that saying yeah. no, I, I I stayed away from Williams for a reason. I didn't believe him. Now they get McCoy. You're you're in the camp of see. See, this is just yet another reason why you don't. Damien Williams mm-hmm. overrated. Frank, frankly, we don't know. We don't yeah. know what Reed's going to do in week one or two or three. But my my gut tells me that yeah, right now it's going to be Williams still the first guy. But McCoy's going to get it. They didn't bring him in and pay him that kind of money just right. to sit around. Right, and it's you, you talk about the split on the Twitter machine and you know, guys that I read, respected industry voices. It is absolutely like. You know, Moses with the Red Sea parted yep. there it's, on this side yes. where you did, they didn't pay LaShawn McCoy this money to bring him in to be a backup and not take the lion's share of the carries to he's old, he's washed up, he couldn't do anything before, he's, you know, Damian Williams. He did kind of suck last guy. year. Well, and then, <laughs> and then they'll throw in the, the film of, and here's five guys that don't even bother blocking and Shady McCoy, yeah. you know, yep. making eight moves just to get right. a yard. And, True. Um, I, I, the guys that are hosed are the ones that, you know, Derwin Thompson or, or yep. I held on to Carlos Hyde because I thought, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That, and that's that's a lottery ticket that I'm holding on. Now my lottery ticket's downgraded from maybe the, the Powerball to the, you know, I don't know. The, go for the, five. Yeah, the go for five <laughs> down, down in Houston if Duke gets hurt. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you're holding either of those guys. You're not as comfortable about how much you paid for Damian Williams when you thought he was the only show. But... You're not throwing him away just yet. No, I think in terms of actionable advice here, and I've I've told you guys I'm I'm higher on LaShawn McCoy than consensus anyway. Um, is he the same back he was five six years ago? No, but I do think he still has enough left in the in the tank that even in Buffalo I thought he had some value. You put him in this offense, and Damian Williams be, because of how he took over that role last year. Coming out of last season, a lot of the talk was, well, is he really that talented? Is it really just the offense? And we, we don't know the answer. We do know that is a very good offense. But if you were willing to give Damian Williams' talent the benefit of the doubt because of Kansas City's offense, there's no reason you shouldn't give LaShawn McCoy's talent the benefit of the doubt because of that offense. That's and a good so, point. And so what you need to be able to do is take the temperature of the, you know, if, whether you're the Williams owner or the, the McCoy owner, you need to be able to take the temperature of the person, the, the risk tolerance of the other person there, and see how this plays out. I, I mean, I personally think that it – the 1A, 1B situation probably is is the most likely scenario to hold up, and both of these guys have value, and they're both low-end RB2s, you know, with, that have their sort of peak moments. That said, 
I do think that if McCoy doesn't play that much this week, you know, he is someone I'd, I'd still be willing to go out and, and see if I can pick up, especially if I'm the Williams owner, to, to get some insurance. The Williams owner's already sort of underwater anyway, so um, that I don't think things are going to get worse based on what those folks are thinking right now. So, um, But really just be able to, um, you know, I, I'm, I have to order my asylum ghosted here, so I'm going to do that for AJ. But, um, yeah, thank you. Um, but, yeah, really, I, I don't think you need to make panic moves, but I do think you can take advantage of whether it's Williams owners or McCoy owners who will. Um, the the holdout guys you talked about, should we, we, we'll we leave Zeke for last because he's the biggest story. With Melvin Gordon, and speaking and talking actionable advice, okay, everyone's drafted now, so mm-hmm. you, either, you either took him or you didn't, and you handcuffed him to Eckler or you didn't. Now, what are you, you know, if, if you are, you know, whatever position you're in, what are you trying to do? What are you looking at right now? Because I'm, I'm looking at this as I've basically stayed away. I haven't wanted to draft Eckler because I didn't want to be left with, I'm in week 10 and here comes Melvin Gordon and now my running back two is no longer useful. To me, this is a, I'm, I'm laying in wait on a panicked Melvin Gordon owner and hopefully taking advantage of that situation sooner than later. Well, it's, I mean, and it could play out too where Eckler is, really a big beneficiary of this if Gordon does actually get traded. I don't think Gordon's going to get traded. I don't think so either. It could still happen, though. Yeah. I mean, they are talking and receiving offers and so forth, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think Gordon comes back, crawling back. He's not going to miss the whole year. He'll be back. Well, he has to accrue his service time, so he'll be back week 10. His his contract's going to toll back by week 10, so... (laughs) He'll be back between now and then. He's not going to do the, the Le'Veon Bell deal. Right. Um, so, yeah, the most likely scenario is that when he does come back, then Eckler and Justin Jackson mm-hmm. become m- more expendable. Until Gordon gets hurt after coming back and sitting out all that time Maybe. and gets a soft know. tissue injury, as most running backs do, after holding out. So that's still out there on the horizon as well. Now, now, from a guy who understands rostering contract disputed players. <laughs> yeah. We now go to um, the, the Le'Veon can, Bell can, he, can I jump in here? <laughs> please, yes, you may. Please. Um, look, I, here, here would be my recommendation as somebody who Le'Veon Belled themselves. You lived through this. Uh, and I lived through this. You had the, your bell the pain and the torture. <laughs> I, I will die at 55. Um, I, I, would say, I would say try to deal them right now and get what you can. And, and avoid the headache. Avoid the stress. Avoid refreshing Twitter every week, mm-hmm. trying to figure this out. Get what you can for him and move on. Because if it is a week ten yeah. deal, what a, what a headache you'll have to have for the first two months just to roster that guy. I say just get what yeah. you can. I wish I would have done it last year with Bell, and I waited and waited and said, well, you might be back, and all, and then and then all of a sudden the, those trade offers dried up, and I, I could I could barely get yeah. squeeze Gronk out of a guy, and Gronk wasn't even that good last year. So right. I would say get like- what you can right now on a guy who goes, hey, Gron- you know, Gordon, there's some steam there. Go trade him right now. That sounds like great advice that you're giving out. So very similar to the advice we give you on Le'Veon Bell at both and, and did I listen? Same and, time and, last year. And did I listen? Do as I, I say, not as I did. Well, and this this can be a win-win situation in a trade like that because the Melvin Gordon owner likely paid above what they should have given the circumstance as we know it now. And so they're going to be willing to cut bait for something less than that equal value. Whereas if you are... Especially if you're an Austin Eckler owner, but you don't even have to be that. But if you're someone that has a deep enough bench and your running back stable is not great, you might be able to actually make this a situation that... 
you know what, you you see where the chips fall through the first nine weeks, but then you've got your hopeful ace in the yeah. hole. I mean, it might be more of an RB2 at that point, and that Chargers offensive line leaves a little to be uh, desired for sure. Um, but it, there, there doesn't have to be a loser in this right now, in this situation. This brings to mind one more immediate regret on behalf of somebody else. Yeah. The person who auto-drafted. <laughs> and Melvin Gordon was a top 10 running back. Yeah. And guess who got Melvin Gordon in the first round of their draft when you know, they auto-drafted this let, year? Everybody say, who everybody who auto-drafted this yeah. year got Melvin Gordon. Let's say on the 4th of July you said, I'm going to give you a team of Andrew Luck, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, A.J. Green. It was Antonio not, Brown. You're not happy right now. You're <laughs> not happy Grunkowski, right now. Yeah, he was probably retired by then. Yeah, it's it's tough. I think one thing that's being uh, overlooked here is that QB 15 to 20, Phillip Rivers, that was going off the board. If mm-hmm. there's no Melvin Gordon in that offense, suddenly he's throwing a he's throwing almost as much as he's changing diapers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he was that's he got 17, lot. 18 kids. That's so. a lot of volume. <laughs> It sure is, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> volume being the operative word. Oh, is it time for the Li- Dairy Queen story again? Liquid no. volume. <laughs> oh, man. No, no. All right. Well, and with, with Zeke, I mean, there's not, there's actually not much to talk about from Zeke, it, aside from the fact of, all right, week one, Pitch we're, we're probably not going to know. It, you know, is he going to play? Maybe, probably. If he plays, how much is he going to play? Is he going to get his full, you know, when when Le'Veon Bell did this two years ago, or was it three years ago now, when he came back, he actually played like 70% of the snaps, and then after that, everything was 90% of the snaps. I mean, personally, if I invested in Zeke, I've probably not drafted in such a way that I have two guys I would play ahead of him anyway. This is just assume that you've got a decent floor here, but this may not be Zeke's ceiling game of the season. Do you guys yeah, have you know, give him a week to burn off the margarita weight right. a little bit. We've <laughs> all been there. Come on, we've all been there. We have. We have. Um, margarita, what's what's that? Not familiar. <laughs> well, they, you you will happen to see if you go to fantasylabs.com what they think of Zeke Elliott and all of the players this week. And you can't get onto fantasylabs.com right now? Well use code 10OFF that's 10 off for $10 off a trial there and you can see uh, whether it's uh, our friends over at Fantasy Draft or any of the other top uh, DFS sites they have every single player with a with a value rating based on the site you're playing on, with a uh, projection, a ceiling, and a floor. We certainly uh, take full advantage of uh, Fantasy Labs uh, for our work that uh, our work I use in quotes that we do over at uh, Fantasy Draft. And in fact, uh, Fantasy Draft, the one of the longtime sponsors of our show here, it is time for the regular season. And if you have not gone on to Fantasy Draft since last football season, you're in for a pleasant surprise. You don't need a leaf blower. It is, uh, no, you don't. It is rake free. That Uh, is right. See what you did there. Free at Fantasy Draft. So it's a, you, you play, you pay a small monthly subscription fee and then everything you play, all of the money is paid out, whether it's head to heads or tournaments. There's that $1 million Hooters kickoff this week with the $20 entry and 100000 to the first place winner. You'll probably find me, 112, M A G S H 112, in the uh, cash game lobby uh, sooner than later. So if you see me in there and want to scoop up some games, I'd be happy to play. And, um, and we've got a code, so they don't even need to shell out right away. You that's can true. test drive that rake free uh, scenario. Yes, F. FP for Fantasy Football Party. Oof, Make sure you're using that code. Make sure you use that for your seven-day free trial. Get in there and see what it's like to play a rake free. 
I think it's awesome. I think you're going to think it's awesome, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun playing rake-free on Fantasy Draft this year. These guys are owned in 50% or less of Fantasy Leagues. Next, Sean, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. All right, well, we're at the 35-minute mark, so we're going to try to breeze through 50-50 the best we can. If uh, you are a longtime listener, you know how this works. We draft a team every single week. Bo, Tuvi, and I have a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex kicker, and defense. Every player that we mention is owned in 50% or less of ESPN.com leagues. We'll give you the uh, some some fantasy draft advice on these guys as well. But these are players that at least half of you can pick up and plug and play if you need it for uh, injuries, uh, bye weeks, not in week one, etc. So, Stupid drafting. <laughs> Stupid Melvin drafting. Holding out. Etc., <laughs> etc. Et so we're going to try to do this... Uh, We'll try to get this done in 10, 10 15 Let's minutes. Let's do here. it. You have copious notes on your guys, Master. This is all on you to. to all right, be quick I'll go fast. This. Since my since my uh, auction starts in eight minutes, I'll begin. I've got Jimmy Garoppolo uh, going against Tampa Bay. He's eleven nine at Fantasy Labs. That's the number fourteen Fantasy Labs value there. Pro Football Focus has the Bucks with the fifth fifth easiest quarterback matchup in Week One, and uh, his handsomeness faces a defense here that Mike Clay at ESPN projects to give up the most points in the mm-hmm. league this season. Bucks may be without Vita Vey in their first regular season game in Todd Bowles. 3-4 scheme, uh, so we don't get dung, uh, dinged that much for interceptions, right? So uh, I'll go ahead, or dunked for, so I'll go Jimmy G. Bo. Uh, Josh Allen, the guy that I talked up a lot this preseason as a sleeper based on his ADP, he's the 13th ranked quarterback value by Fantasy Labs in their cash game models, and that made him the second best value amongst quarterbacks owned in fewer than 50% of ESPN Fantasy League. So Grabbed him in, grabbed him in our draft beat based on that value. The Jets secondary is very beatable and he'll get his numbers with his legs as per usual. Still only owned in 20% of leagues on, of teams on uh, ESPN. And, uh, he's a great, great quarterback too and a great plug and play for DFS purposes. Toof? Absolutely. I've got uh, Kirk Cousins going against the Atlanta Falcons 11-3 on fantasy draft. Um, I my numbers might be a little different than yours because I have my own model that I've built at uh, Fantasy Labs, uh, but he's quarterback five, uh, primarily because no team has allowed more fantasy points to quarterbacks last year than the Atlanta Falcons, who ah. come to Thunderdome to face the Minnesota Vikings. And by the way, I believe Diggs and Thielen are the one and two receivers in my model, so uh, they're pretty wow. good values as well. Obviously, Keep an eye on Diggs' hamstring oh, injury. Owned in Just more than FYI. Did not practice Wednesday. I'm not sweating that. Uh, Neither am I. Hey, well, they got Josh Doxson, so they're good to go. That's right. A couple of good tight ends. Uh, the Falcons allowed multiple touchdown passes in five of eight road games last year. The game, the quarterbacks that they shut down, that they prevented from getting that second touchdown. This should be good. Nick Foles, <laughs> Alex Smith, and what's his name? Meineke, the muffler guy. Heineke, Taylor. Heineke. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. So I like Kirk Cousins against that defense. Nice. I've got a couple of running backs to talk about. Deion Lewis at Cleveland at uh, 8,900. He's not a value, uh, according to Fantasy Labs over at Fantasy Draft. Uh, but Tennessee, they've got the eighth-best week one matchup for running backs, again, per pro football focus. You know, double-digit carries, unlikely, but I do think he'll get enough targets in a game against a high-octane offense where they got to keep up on the scoreboard to give double-digit overall touches to Deion Lewis. And then I'm going with Jalen Richard versus Denver at 6,600. He's actually the number seven Fantasy Labs value, running back value 
value there. Uh, you, you might recall Oakland cut Doug Martin, so Josh Jacobs, the rookie, is the bell cow there. But uh, the pass catching back is Richard, and I, you know, looking at this matchup. Only Green Bay faces a tougher run defense than Oakland does in week one, um, and that's why Richard has the value. I think that pass-catching work is going to be uh, there more than it might be just on average overall this season. Richard tied for the team lead with 68 receptions last season. His 9.1 yards per target the last two years, that makes him one of the most efficient running backs uh, in catching the ball in the NFL. And like I said, I don't think he'll get as much work as last year because of Jacobs, but enough to be valuable in games against these tough fronts, especially early on. My understanding was when Martin got cut, they had to keep Richard away because he wasn't properly vaccinated. <laughs> oh, snap. Wow. If I w- I don't, I, I've got four mics plugged in. I can't have the soundboard <laughs> plugged in today. So you, you deserve a rim shot for that. Imagine the rim Thank shot. Thank you. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Paul? I'll go next. Right. I had uh, the first overall pick in our 50-50 draft this week, and I selected Justin Jack- Jackson. We talked a lot about Austin Eckler, but Justin Jackson's going to be his uh, Robin to the Eckler Batman and without uh, Gordon around. Uh, he's going to get some early down and goal line looks, maybe up to 40% of the workload there. Who knows? He's the 15th ranked running back value by Fantasy Labs and their cash models, and that was the best amongst running backs that were available to us in our 50-50 draft based on ESPN League ownership. And that's why I took him. Uh, the fantasy running yeah. back is not a deep position, so he seemed to be the value play there. And he's a pretty good bargain still in terms of uh, fantasy draft DFS value this week at 7200 My other running back is uh, Frank Gore, owned in fewer than 20% of ESPN League still, even though he's the running back 1A in Buffalo now that Shady McCoy is gone. He's going to be very touchdown dependent, of course, and he's probably never going to rush for more than 60 yards in a game, but he's still going to, he's going to get some volume now without McCoy around. It's not all going to be the rookie getting all the looks there. So, uh, good old Frank Gore, all 38 years old of him or whatever he is now, it, sneaky solid play. I was actually a little hurt when you took Frank Gore because I wanted to pair him up with Adrian Peterson in my backfield and have uh, the, the AARP backfield. Uh, but I did take Adrian Peterson, who went for 98 yards and a touchdown on nine carries the last time he saw the Philadelphia, or actually the first time he saw the Eagles last year, and he just saw four carries in a meaningless Week 17 game. He's $8,300. He is dirt cheap on Fantasy Draft. He's he's running back 60 on value. He's He's a guy that you can plug in. Jake Gruden said, He's going to get the carries over Geis. So I actually think Chris Thompson, who could have been drafted in our league and won in draft, he's a guy that I would definitely like to plug in. I but, thought you were uh, going to take him for I, sure in this draft. Well, once I had AP, I was really eyeing up that AP Frank Goreback field. Instead, I had to settle <laughs> for poor man's Chris Thompson, Ty Montgomery of the Jets against the Bills. He's 6,800. He's almost free. They're almost giving away Ty Montgomery on fantasy yeah. draft. He's RB42, according to my model. The Bills last year were a top 10 in most receptions and receiving touchdowns allowed to running backs. And he's been getting the work when Le'Veon Bell's yeah. been out. So if they're easing Le'Veon Bell in after, oh, what's he been out for two, three years, something like that, um, <laughs> Ty Montgomery's going to yeah. get some touches. <clears throat> for sure. I'm going to just go through the rest of my guys because my auction literally starts in a minute and a half. So I'll be talking and auctioning at the same time. This is uh, impressive. <laughs> Albert Wilson versus Baltimore, uh, 7,100. He's the 19th uh, value, uh, according to Fantasy Labs, over at Fantasy Draft. Wilson's going back into the slot this season. That's where he was in Kansas City before he came to Miami. And this is per PFF Scott Barrett now. Ryan Fitzpatrick has targeted slot receivers 26.4% of his passes the last 10 years. That leads all QBs with at least 600 attempts in that stretch. The average is 19.9%. You've got Wilson averaging 13.3 yards after the catch last year before he got hurt. That was first among 
97 qualifying receivers. The year before, he was second among all qualifiers with 7.6 yards after the catch. He also led the NFL in forced missed tackles per reception the last two years, which he's going to have to do a lot of that because uh, he's not going to have a lot of help from his teammates. So I think that there is uh, some volume potential here for Albert Wilson. We've got Paul Richardson as my other receiver, uh, yeah, starting receiver, 7,700, number 26 at Fantasy Labs value for Fantasy Draft. I, you know, he's not a guy I'm going out of my way to play in DF- DFS, but, you know, Washington actually has the second best week one matchup for wide receivers for pro football focus. It's that pass funnel defense there. Josh, Do- Josh Doxson was cut, so less competition for targets there. Doxson's really, uh, excuse me, Doxson was cut. Richardson is the only proven receiver left. Philly's a 9.5 point favorite. Washington should be passing in this one. And I've got Mohamed Sanu as my flex. Atlanta getting the 10th best matchup for wide receivers in week one. Um, I mean, we know what Sanu is at this point. You're going to get 50 yards and a touchdown every four games or so. So you're kind of throwing a dart there. Mark Andrews is my tight end, 6,700, the number 13 Fantasy Labs uh, value over Fantasy Draft. Really, the only downside here is, are, is Baltimore going to win this game by enough where there's just really no passing volume to go around? I mean, he, that could wind up being the downfall here for Mark Andrews, but he averaged over four targets per game in his last four last season, including the playoffs. I expect that usage to continue. He's a talented tight end. Um, I think that there's a, a solid floor here. Jason Myers versus Cincy is going to be my kicker. The Seahawks have the fifth highest Vegas team total and are playing at home. And, yes, Jason Myers is kicked for the Seahawks. Uh, Ravens defense special teams in Miami at 7K. The You know, not really a value because of the price over uh, fantasy draft, but you got to love that matchup with the Dolphins offensive line. Worst in the league, Baltimore defensive uh, front, one of the uh, better overall units in the game. Bo. All right. My, my wife, nice very impressive. Well I, I can't even there. bid on Ezekiel Elliott right now anyway. I don't have enough money. Wow, he's it's up a, to $73. It's a keeper auction. Is this a $200 I, yeah. uh, auction? Okay. Yeah. And you don't have Very 73 good. left? No, well, I only have 53 <laughs> wow. left because I kept You're a bunch of guys. doing this wrong. I kept a starting lineup. I kept an it's entire starting cap. lineup of players. You should have 198 players. left. Yeah, well. All right. Back go to the 50-50 draft guys. that we did. Uh, I'm going to go with my wide receivers now. I've got three of them. And I completed the very rare, perhaps unprecedented, Buffalo Bills triple stack with my DFS 50-50 <laughs> Not team since this week. Jim Kelly, Andre Reid, and James Lofton has anyone pulled this off. <laughs> or Thurman Thomas on Him occasion. Uh, John Brown, Bills wide receiver. Josh Allen's number one wide receiver is my uh, first wide receiver mentioned here. 62.8 value in Fantasy Labs, which means he's probably about a C-plus to B-minus in terms of value grade on Fantasy Draft. I just had to com- complete my Buffalo Bills triple stack. <laughs> um, Anthony Miller is my next wide receiver I'll mention. He's another guy who's in the 60s in terms of Fantasy Lab value cash models this week, and he was one of the top amongst wide receivers available in our 50-50 draft. So I really wanted to get Anthony Miller here. I also wanted to snipe Maj in the 50-50 and draft. And you sniped me as well because <laughs> I had him I had him lined up. So. Okay. I thought I knew Maj wanted yeah. being the Bears guy. I got a, a, an enjoyable. It's hard uh, not to. Gif, Giffy guys sent to me. <laughs> Giffy sent to me in the wake of that pick. But Anthony Miller's ankle's better. He appears ready to roll for Thursday night against the Packers. I always liked Miller. Injuries have hampered him in last season. Again, this preseason, that's a concern. But the talent is there, and I own several several shares of him in my leagues. Traquan Smith, another guy who I own some some shares of across my uh, fantasy leagues, is my third wide receiver, owned in less than 10% of ESPN leagues and only $6,900 on fantasy drafts. Nice. That is nice. Uh, Another second-year wide receiver that intrigues me, like Miller, 
He was awesome in best ball last year. Totally hit or miss, though. <laughs> Hoping that that uh, production becomes a little more consistent this year and year two as he hopefully assumes the wide receiver two mantle in New Orleans. And again, like the other two wide receivers I drafted, his fantasy value in cash models on fantasy draft or on fantasy labs for the fantasy draft system. There you go. You got it. Was 66.25. So right in that 60s range where a lot of these guys are. Uh, that we're drafting. That's a solid B value. Who's, who are your wide receivers, too? Well, I tried to piggyback on your Bills stack, and, and I went the route of the... Uh, Wait, we had four Bills drafted? We had four Bills, <laughs> but it's ironic. This has never happened. It's <laughs> ironic that he's a Bill because I went with the change bank theory. How does a change bank make its money? Volume. Volume, volume, volume. Cole Beasley is my guy. <laughs> the Jets allowed more wide receiver receptions last year than any other team and the second most wide receiver fantasy points. You can get Cole Beasley for eight, 8K on Fantasy Draft. He's the number 55 uh, Fantasy Labs value, according to my model. He's the quantity guy. I'm going to add him up 0.5 points at a time in our scoring system. <laughs> I'm also going with uh, – the Jimmy G handcuff, Marquise Goodwin, $7,500. He gets Tampa Bay, who allowed the fourth most wide receiver touchdowns and the seventh most wide receiver fantasy points last year. He's a little bit hit or miss as well, but when he hits, he hits big and he hits deep. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a shot at Marquise Goodwin. And then I'm going to flex the Steelers killer wearing a new uniform. I looked back at his four games against the Steelers, two regular season games. He had five catches for 110 yards and a touchdown, five catches for 61 yards and two touchdowns, four catches for 40 yards and no touchdowns in the playoffs. And then you may remember with a guy named Tebow throwing the ball to him, a little overtime game where he went off for four catches, 204 oh, yards and a touchdown. I think I know who you're talking the about. The Patriots number three wide receiver, D. Marius Thomas. He's uh-huh. exactly the yeah. kind of retread that Bill Belichick's going to bring is. just a little more fantasy value out of, and I'm banking that it's this week. All right. I'll go with my tight end next. Dallas Goddard's my guy, owned in only 6.6% of ESPN leagues. He's basically free on fantasy drafts at $5,600. He's healthy now, and he's practicing, and he's a good enough tight end to start for about 28 of the NFL teams except for his own, uh, he's going to see a ton of snaps. The, the coach, coach has said he's going to be on the field in two tight end sets a lot. He's going to have volumes. He's going to have some big games, and he's going to get picked up in a lot of leagues soon. So I'm going to take advantage of drafting Dallas Goddard now. I think he's a major sleeper this year. Uh, Tuvi, who's your tight end? You know, if he's 5,600 on fantasy draft, I think Fantasy Draft is actually giving you money. They'll deposit $25 in your account if you draft no offense at $5,100. Asterisk, not true. No, that's true. We needed the narrator. That was a lie. They're not. Tubi's making stuff up again. Uh, He gets Oakland on Monday night, uh, the fourth most fantasy points allowed to tight ends last year, the third most tight end touchdowns allowed last year. Last year they gave up four catches for 48 yards to Jake Butt. Who? Who? Jake Butt, who Bo yeah. dared yeah. me to mention yeah. at some point yeah. during the season. He's so hurt. I found a Butt's way to, to work, work Butt in here. <laughs> also, just worth noting that in the 100th anniversary of the NFL, John Gruden, if he pulls off the upset and ends the longest active uh, kickoff weekend winning streak of the Denver Broncos, it will be his win number 100. It's conspiracy. Oh, I'm telling you, it was they're drawing it up. 
Bo, who's kicking for you? Uh, Matt Prater's kicking for me. I threw a dart, and I dislike kickers in fantasy football. Have I mentioned that before? <laughs> uh, Lions kicker goes up against the Cardinals, and I don't really have a good reason for taking him. I never do with kickers. <laughs> I'm going with Carly Lloyd. Strong my, advice. my kicker. Is I'm that, just being honest. I think kickers in fantasy football are stupid. <laughs> Not, that I agree with. You, I dare you to say that to Carly Lloyd. I, well. In fantasy football. She would be a great kicker. I agree. Uh, instead, I'm going to settle for Chris I take Boswell. I the Bears today. <laughs> yeah. so, and, yeah. and as Vikings fans, yes. We concur. We would absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Chris Boswell is my kicker against the Patriots, the fifth highest total on the board. I think there's going to be some points in that ball game. Bo, your D. All right. We have great kicker analysis. Here's my Seahawks are, are my defense. Now they go up against the Bengals at home. Hey, they just got a guy. They just got this guy named hmm. Davian Clowney. They are the hottest pickup in terms of defense and special teams and in ESPN leagues, and they're still only owned in 17.2% of ESPN <laughs> yeah. leagues. That's going to maybe change oh, this next week. I think they're going to yeah. crush the Bengals. Yeah, they should. No. This might maybe be one, one of the worst. This might be one of the final weeks that are available in our 50-50 draft. They are the second most expensive defense special teams on fantasy draft this week. Those guys know something, too. So, Seahawks. They've got them defense. at a bargain this week. I'm going with a and bargain I'm gonna win. as well. $5,200 on the Denver Broncos defense special teams because I, if there's a stack I like to make, it's the tight end defense stack. And if I can't go the defense that's playing against my quarterback, that's the way I'd like to go. Um, Hedge your bet, guy. Oakland gave up 52 sacks last year. Denver had more than 50 sacks last year. The Raiders gave up the fifth most fantasy points to defenses I'm going with Denver. I'm saying they deny John Gruden the conspiracy oh, theory win 100. So Make him wait a week. Up and now you're just crushing I'm toying them. with you. That's just how Toying it with our emotions. Speaking of toying with emotions, I think we've toyed with our listeners' emotions because we still managed to hit the hour uh, for the podcast. But it's that's well, because Dave's here. That's because Dave's here. I blame yeah. him. I take a second or two. I, mean, at the, I apologize. At honestly, 25 minutes. We've this gone this Dave, far. Really. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I mean, it's not like it, I mean, we've already lied. We might as well make it a doozy. I wish you weren't a liar. If you've made it this far, bravo. <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> so now, you know, one, one of the things that I wanted to bring up to you guys this I year be is, is uh, you know, uh, you know, in my gentlemen's league draft, I, I kind of want a different strategy this year. Normally, I really take pride and I've got such a deep bench. But the problem with having a deep bench is that it actually makes for really tough Sunday calls. Um, mm. And yeah. so what I went for this year is a little bit more stud and dud. Um, and so it's kind of a ride or die. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know what your strategy is on that and how you feel about heading into an auction like that um, and, have, and, and, and laying out that strategy. But it is a little ballsy because now all of a sudden, I mean, I, I'm I've got I'm hoping to kind of hit in the first month and, and go FAB mm-hmm. dollars on somebody big. Yeah, but you kind of rein me back in on that a little bit because I was thinking, hey, first running back who I like, maybe I go hard after and then I gain some depth. No, you still still go big, just not before push, the season just, starts, and don't push all your chips to the middle of the table right away. Just you know, it's, it's still be first month of the season, first two three weeks. That's the time for spending your fab money. First two weeks spend fab money is what you're saying. Yeah. And okay. I'm a, as, as a guy who hoards his auction money, I'm still on board with that because yeah. I, I was of the same opinion. I like to have that deep bench, and it does make for, you know, what good is a really good third receiver if you're not plugging them in on a regular basis. So I when I 
stack my, my auction, I put like two bucks on each of my bench games. Yeah. And then I crowd all that money into the middle, but I'm, I'm not spending it on, you know, the $50 running back. I'd rather get a couple 25s, you know, and, yeah. and get, get that range. And that's how I choose to spend that money instead. And I'm totally on board with you're, you're going to churn those roster spots. You know, if you feel pretty good about the upper echelon guys you're drafting, chances are you're going to churn you know that sleeper wide receiver right. that you spent two bucks on. Maybe he doesn't pan out. Maybe he does, and but that running back doesn't. So you're going to churn those spots. Why have it? Why churn a five dollar, a ten dollar spot when you yeah, can like churn a two dollar spot? No, that's a good thought. That's a good thought. So here's the starting lineup. Bring um, it. <laughs> super flex league. So at quarterback we have Russell Wilson and uh, Jared Goff. Then my running backs: Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb. Receivers, I'm strong. Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, you're Julian. Running Edelman. backs, you're strong. I mean, well, yes, you I'm, don't I'm need strong. To preface yes, that. you're right. That's, you're you're yeah. solid. Adams, Hill, Edelman, one, two, three, wide receiver. Vance you're McDonald, right. tight end. Right what? now, I'm I'm struggling at a flex spot because I spent all my money. What does the other guy in your league have? Yeah, you're just bragging right now. <laughs> I, I'm bragging though, but, <laughs> nice. but, but, but I, I haven't gotten to my bench yet. I haven't gotten to my bench yet. It doesn't matter. So that's again, it's it's that ride or die mentality where hey, I'm gonna hang, I'm gonna cling to these guys forever and ever until they. And you know, until yep. they have a hiccup, right? Yeah. Um, so that, that flex decision will help you make it right here. Yeah. All right, help me make the flex decision. Um, Tyrell Williams is who I have in there now, but otherwise on the bench I've got Naheem Hines, um, John Brown, who's potential too. Um, the Damian Harris kid from New England, who's fourth or fifth down in, in terms of yeah, running backs. Yeah, we'll pass on him for now. Bellage, Miami. Say what you want about Miami backs. And then the Justice Hill kid is kind of a stash, but Ooh, kind of a fancy pick I for like later him. on in the year. But I let's like kind of Justice wait and see. Hill. But in terms of week one, though, you probably Justice Hill is probably a wait and see. I, I'm right now. I'm kind of between Williams and Brown, but you know, convince me otherwise. I would I would go with Brown. I mentioned I him on my fifty fifty team. Uh, Tuvi mentioned the stat that I let him have for this with the Cole Beasley. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, the Jets are just horrible. Yeah, uh, at defending the pass last year, and John Brown's Josh Allen's number one wide receiver. I. I think Brown. What, okay. What can like Brown it. do for you? And as the resident Tyrell Williams apologist, I'm going to agree with that. You know, okay. I, <laughs> I got Tyrell Williams for when Antonio Brown flakes out. Right so. now, like Maj said, I think they're going to force. He's probably going to take the field, barring something really weird. Yeah. He's going to be on the field, and they're going to try and squeeze everything they can out of him. So, so. this isn't the week for Williams. This. Agreed. What You're can right. Brown That's do for point. you this week? Enjoy John Brown's one catch for 20 yards this week. All right. <laughs> I love you guys, and now I put the sole responsibility of a win or a loss on your shoulders. Now we'll so accept that's that we're here gladly. We're we're as much psychiatrists and psychologists. Yeah, we're not psychologists. No, not I, you, you guys are my therapists every yeah. fall. You guys yeah. know this. You get late night texts from me going, "Help! What have I done? Do I take this trade offer?" I'm I'm part analyst, part therapist. Thank you guys. You, I really if appreciate. You could merge it. those into a word. I'm not sure what it would be. Okay. Analyst. Well, I don't want to pay for another. <laughs> I don't want to. Pay, I don't want to pay for Just another stop. hour of therapy. Don't, so can we uh, think about it? Words. <laughs> All right. Well, no, Dave. It was awesome to have you, and you Always are great. you are welcome anytime. As are you, dear listener, to JL Beers, seven thirty p.m. every Wednesday. We want to thank them. We want to thank Fantasy Draft, Fantasy Labs, of course. Use that code ten off at Fantasy Labs, and use that code uh, FFP at Fantasy Draft for that seven day free trial, um, gentlemen. Let's do this again next week. Sounds beautiful. Love you guys right. so much. Right, Tip thanks. of the cap. Cheers to you. Here's to 2019. Yes, to Cheers. 2019. Good luck, everyone. Take it easy. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, listeners. We'll talk to you next week.